You're listening to MeSearch, a podcast featuring Filipino perspectives. In this show, we talk to trailblazers, business leaders, and bosses in the community to find out more about what they do. Join us as we learn and get to the bottom of things. Stay tuned. Hi, Dustin. Hey, Crystal. Hey, Maesurters. Oh, okay. Tell them. I want to be so agile with my riffs and runs. Well, um, you're pretty agile already. Uh, that one. Have you ever heard Jedge? Um, oh, my sing? gosh. Thank Y'all, you for introducing you me to dude, Jedge. He's so good. So good. Everybody, I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard about Jedge. Jedge is a Filipino-American singer from the Philippines. Um, oh, he's when from he the was Philippines? Yeah, oh. he was born in the Philippines. Um, and he, I think he moved to like North Carolina or maybe it was North Dakota. Don't quote me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he moved to the U.S. when he was a kid and then like just saying his little tushy off on the voice <laughs> recently. Just so amazing. He like taught me how to taught me some exercises to practice a little bit of riffing. Still not as good as him, but he can riff his butt off. He sure can. He sure can. We should have him on the show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll hit him up. I'll hit him up. Yeah. 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 Uh, we love a good judge moment. Yes, sure. Yeah. I was going to say, I forgot what I was going to say, but what was coming out was, yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a double affirmative because you're so excited. Yeah. How's your week been? Uh, you know, I mean, good. Classes have been good. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel I feel the weight of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just a lot of things that are are just under attack at the moment, and yeah, it's um, it's just scary. I just feel scared. I've been I've been pretty scared, um, but yeah, that and you know, just forever on the deep deep dive of who I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. It's pretty crazy to think that I'm pretty close to hitting 40. Mm. Do you feel good about it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I just... Oh, yeah. I think, you know, as I'm closing... I mean, it's still a ways away till I'm 40. I'm a, I'm a lot closer to 40. But um, as I'm kind of closing up this 10-year chapter of the 30s, I don't know. It's just a lot, a lot more reflection, a lot more diving deeper into uncovering my true self and embracing all the parts that I find. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, I don't know. I've just been, as always, existential about existence. Well, wow. this reminds me of, um, well, it remi- reminds me of a couple things. First, a friend of mine from grad school, she, I think was like, she was definitely in her fifties, but, um, 
she was telling me like, I loved turning 50. Like there's something about being a 50 year old woman, like, and claiming your power. She was also at a very like high status position in her organization. So like she was very confident, very like Mm -hmm. capable. So she stood very like powerful just in general. Mm -hmm. Um, But she was telling me that she just loved when she turned 50. Like there was something about that number or something about her life stage where she was like, hell yeah, I'm 50. That's pretty dope. I mean, it's pretty incredible thinking about how I'm, I'm reframing my ideas of age and how Mm -hmm. I look at it. And I love aging. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it's cool. And we've talked about this already, but um, I just think it's, it's something to celebrate when like you've lived another day, you know, like you got another chance at just doing something, anything, breathing, being, having the, whatever this life was able to afford you and just be grateful. Um, yes. Despite all the the chaos, you know. This world is hella chaotic. It is really chaotic. And I think those those things that we take for granted, like being able to breathe, you know. Yes. Having the ability to have a roof over our head, you know. Everything that's happening is just, for me, putting things in perspective a little bit more. Like... What are my expectations of life and my career and my family and friends and whatnot? And I don't know. I feel like my expectations of a lot of things are shifting because all I want to do is just be. Yes, I am 100% here for that. Like we've talked about in other episodes, I think, at least in uh, U.S. culture, we are taught to just be in surrender of capitalism and, like, just work, work, work. Yeah. And, like, give ourselves to the man or whatever, right? But, like, I also, as I'm aging, appreciate the idea of just, like, chilling in myself. Like being happy with where I'm at in my current life stage. Yeah. Um, Yes. And something else that you said that is resonating with me um, is this idea of we are uncovering ourselves. I was, um, I think you got me into like being really existential also. (laughs) Like Uh in the years that we've been doing, uh, in the years that we've become friends And in the recent like year and a half or so that we've been doing this podcast, I've been doing so much more reflecting on who I am and what is, how do I define happiness and purpose and whatnot. And like, I like this idea that we are not necessarily changing as we age. We're just learning more and becoming more of who we actually are and who we are meant to be. Yes. Isn't that shit beautiful? It's so beautiful and it's also so exciting. And and the uncovering of it all sometimes is so fucking painful and aggravating and can trigger some things. Like it can trigger my depression, it can trigger my anxiety, it can 
do all of these things. But something that I have learned is that, like, my depression or my anxiety as it comes is not like the end of the world for me, you know? Mm. I can acknowledge it and I work with it and I love on it whenever it comes up in my, in my body. And yeah. And then after, like, once I uncover these things, I just feel a lot lighter and I just, I don't know. It just kind of takes off like a little, not even a little, like all these big kinds of chunks of crap that live in my head. Mm-hmm. I guess that would be societal norms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it pushes away the societal norm to make room for like light. And mm. yeah, so I see things a little bit more clear. And then that also helps me with like boundaries and like what is in alignment with me. Like, when it comes to where I spend my time, how I spend my time, who I spend my time with. And it's just a lot more liberating. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> yeah. in this episode, we should probably talk about what we're going to talk about. <laughs> in this episode, we're kind of just having a conversation um, and just really leaning into this idea of being and like soaking in the present moment. Right? I mean, yeah. In all of its glory and chaos and beauty and like disaster, but also finding finding peace in all of the in all of that mess. Like ultimately yeah. that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and you know what? It's pretty revolutionary to just be. Yeah. Because you're saying, fuck no, (laughs) to like all the bullshit. And you're just Mm -hmm. saying, shoo, misogyny, shoo, domestic terrorism for a moment, because we're going to get back to this in just a second, because you are not, you're sticking around. But shoo away, like, Mm -hmm. stupid beauty standard, shoo away all of this, and... Everything kind of just, I'm just repeating myself, but. <laughs> no, I mean, it's all important. I mean, it reminds me of, um, it. it's almost like this, this current revolution of like mindfulness and like being in the present, all of which are uh, like meditative practices to help people like deal with all of these stressors in their lives. Like just acknowledging what is. And being aware yeah. of what is in the moment, whether it may be like negative or beautiful or whatever the case is, just being aware and cognizant of what it, where you are, uh, the state of what is happening, and just existing in the moment rather than like going a mile a minute in your brain of like, okay, what do you have to do next? Just like knowing what is happening in this moment is supposed to be this revolutionary, like, present mindfulness thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're screwing everything else, but we're just – and we're just being here for ourselves. Being present. And for you. And, you know, it's – I think what's cool about this episode is that we're usually – 
you know, preparing, you know, preparing for things like we'll get on Kumu, like we're like planning, uh, you know, or planning interviews. But I love how this particular episode really now we're just being. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it's an oh episode God, of just the being. Theme are we in? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just see where this takes us. Yeah. See where it goes. Yeah. How are you? I'm I'm doing good. Um also been practicing what we're talking about just like just trying to enjoy the moment and like you were saying, like, recognizing what there is to be grateful for, practicing gratitude. I've been trying to do more of that. Although I know that there are stressors in the world and in my, like, sphere that I'm personally dealing with, I have to, like, actively practice this, like, present mindfulness thing so that I can stay energized to deal with all of the problem solving I'll have to do, like, in the future. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of really cool things I'm doing, a lot of like complicated things I'm doing. Um, as far as like the good stuff, uh, I'm gigging at Knott's Berry Farm with hey. uh, the Philharmonic this summer, so y'all check it out. Uh, we're doing summer nights. Um, I can't believe it's summer already. I know, like it's crazy because <laughs> it's like, hey, I thought it was still 2019, but it's not. Uh, but yeah, that's a cool thing because I remember last year I was like, I'm going to make it a new year's resolution to do more music. And then like things happened, like man, I feel like things manifested or like the universe, like just listened and was like, oh, that's what you want. Cool. Blup. And then like freaking Rose, who we interviewed in season one was like, she reached out to me and she was like, hey, do you... Have free time this summer? Want a gig with us? Yes. Because Rose like manages the Philharmonic. So yeah, it just like was very serendipitous how all of that happened because I had like put that out into the world and like yes. now been doing more gigs with them. So that's like a cool fun thing that I'm working on now. Just like practicing music. Ah, I just like released a cover <laughs> today. Uh, check it out. It's called Mean It. Mean um, It. Originally performed by Cash and Rabble. It's so good. Uh, so please stream that a bajillion times. Check it out, y'all. Yeah. I, I just finished like writing a chapter for a textbook. Or not like finished writing, but like <gasps> I finished a draft. And that was like really frustrating to deal with because it was just a very long. It felt like an arduous process. Just editing. You're writing just- a textbook? A chapter in a textbook. You're writing a chapter in a textbook? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, boo. That's so cool. For what? It's Are it, you allowed to say? Um, uh yeah, I think so. It's just it's for a like uh it's a sociology textbook, health and place based sociology. Ooh. Or at least the chapter that we're working on is like space and health based. Uh, like public sociology type of stuff where we're talking about like um, the impacts of COVID and stuff. The, oh, the impacts of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's cool. Dude, um, congrats. Thanks. It hasn't been published yet. It's just uh, 
in the middle of being edited, but like it was a project that we started like last year and I thought I was going to be done with it last year, but uh, we're still editing it. And it's just like the more you say yes to things like projects and stuff, no matter how much you care deeply about it, like it consumes space in your brain. Yeah. And like we're talking about bringing it back, it like contributes to like stressors in your life because it's like one more thing you have to think about. One more thing that you have to expend like energy towards. Mm -hmm. So got that off my plate, feeling good about it. Work is stressful just because work is work. Um, I'm trying to convince myself, not trying to convince myself, I know this, that, uh, and I've said it a a bajillion times, like work is what I do. It is not who I am. Mm -hmm. So I have now begun to like embody that more because I think when I was at a space in my career where I was like, my job is who I am. Cause a lot of people like they take their job and they like make it their identity. Um, and I've done that before, but it wasn't good for me because when I didn't succeed in my job, it like was for some reason, a sense of my self-worth. I've gotten to a point where in my brain, I've acknowledged that they're two separate things and one doesn't like measure the other, um, I'm much happier. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Love that for you. So I'm feeling good overall. uh, A lot of things happening, but I feel good. Good. Yeah. Can I ask you how you feel when you're about to go on stage? I'm always curious about what people are thinking and what's going on through people's bodies, like how how different everyone reacts to this moment. Mm. I get I get stage fright. Mm. Um especially if it's like a new stage that I'm not mm. comfortable with. Like if it's a stage that I've performed on before, then it's like not such a big deal, but if it's like a new stage, new set, um, or new content or whatever, if I'm presenting, like, then I will get a little bit of stage fright because it's like, uh, I haven't had the practice per se of like actually going through the motions and working the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do get a bit of stage fright, but like once I'm there and I get through the first line of a song, I'm like, okay, I got it. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Even like the banter part, like once I get like the first, I get a little bit nervous when I know I'm about to speak, but once I start speaking, it's like, good. I'm good. Nice. Yeah. What about you? I get you so freaking nervous. I get, I get the nervous gas. <laughs> I mm. just like, I just, I, man. Um, Would you call it stage fright? Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. Stage fright for sure. Okay. Um, it's so interesting. I definitely get like, I I get like overly prepared for that moment. Like before I go on stage, like I'm, I stress out all week about it. Mm -hmm. I maybe even like over practice or feel Uh underprepared. Yeah. I, I might like stay up and like analyze the song or like, practice what I'm going like where I'm going to put my hands and stuff oh on the day I definitely don't like eat anything 
hours before. I'll have so You're like so good on Friday or when did we have a gig last Thursday? We had a gig last Thursday. I only had like breakfast and lunch. The gig was at like we were singing at like six p.m. something mm-hmm. like that. So I, I I don't like to eat hours leading up to like performing because like I don't want to get like acid reflux or gas or like have something lodged in my throat. So I don't eat the entire night. Other people will like eat between sets. I personally only drink water and then I'll eat after the performance. And I think that's just a fear that I have of like not being able to hold my food in. I don't know. Yeah. But that's just something that I overly prepare for. But like once I'm doing it, if once I'm in the middle of it and like the first line is successful, I feel really good and I like just groove. I don't like worry about looking cool because I know like my stage presence is more of like this the silly one or like I do like silly movements and silly like grooves. Like I don't even attempt to look cool with my dancing. I'm more of like a sway, do a little shimmy and shake. I think it looks good when I like watch back the videos just because I'm like, okay, that those kinds of movements are like more authentic to me. Mm. Cause I've, I've tried to be like super cool, hip dancey even, but it's not like super successful. Um, so I'm like, okay, let me just be more of like, what vibes with me? Yes. Um, Do what vibes with you. And that's how I've been dealing with it. Yeah. It's better to live life, like, I guess as a metaphor, just being you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, when they say life's a stage, right? So same thing. Like, when you're on the stage, like, just embody the person that you are. Because that will come across like more successfully than you trying to be someone. Yes, you're not. Dive and dive into that because you know yeah. what? Sometimes when when you watch actors who aren't diving into what they're maybe you know maybe they've made the choice to not dive in as hard or they can't get there, you can feel it. But then when they go all in, when the stakes mm-hmm. are high, what a show it is! Am I right? What a show. What a show. And why not have a grand old show? A grand old show. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm less nervous when I'm about to sing. And I guess it also has to do with stage. Like, so when me and Mike used to gig at restaurants and like this um, winery, it was chill. But then Mm -hmm. if like I'm on a like a stage stage, there's a Mm -hmm. little bit more presh. There's a little bit more press. Yes, I I can see that. I definitely prefer the performances where people like walk around. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to the performances where people like buy a ticket, they sit down in a in like a stadium and they're there to see you. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. this I like the scenarios where it's like people discover and they stick around to like Oh yeah. Yeah. To like enjoy the music as opposed to like, I'm going to sit down and like, you better like crush this or my ticket was for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I, I, it's, it's a different sensation when I'm about to go on stage as an actor Uh or when I'm Uh filming as actor. It's, I started going back to, um, acting class to, you know, tighten it up. Keep the wheels greased. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's been a minute since I've, like, gone this deep into the work and I feel rusty AF. But just, I've been thinking a lot about how 
what I feel like when I'm about to go on stage as an actor or do acting things and I get so, so, so scared. It's like beyond the fear that I've ever had as a singer. And I wonder why that is for me. Do you feel like maybe it's because singing came before acting? So it's like... Maybe. And I think maybe there's also this like weight of having to carry a person with you on stage. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's more more at stake with acting. Yeah. Because with singing, it's like all of the words are there. I don't know. Maybe it's just a different skill set. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I remembering lyrics is easy. Yeah. Er. Easier. Easier. Yeah. <laughs> um, But memorizing lines and thinking about how each word and not to say that each word in music doesn't mean something because it definitely does. But I think I'm not as focused on intention when I'm singing or not singing, but like performing as a singer. When I'm going on as actor, I feel like every word has a specific weight, not just how I say it, but what's happening in my body and how I'm relaying this message Mm -hmm. clearly to my acting partner and also to the audience. (laughs) So it's like, there's just a lot of bridges there that I need to cross over. And I feel like, you know, as we're talking through it, it all makes sense. It's a lot scarier for me because there's just so much happening. So much to think about. <laughs> everywhere yeah. for acting. And not to say that it isn't as 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 challenging as singing. It, it's a different challenge for sure. But, yeah. Do you like it? I mean, actually, that's a stupid question. <laughs> of course you like it. But, like, when you're doing it, like, how does it make you feel? Like, in the moment. Makes me feel buzzy. Buzzy. Oh my God. Yeah, there's a buzzy sensation in my body sometimes when I'm, when buzzy but calm buzzy. I don't know how to explain it, but. Um, like a thrill? Like what kind of adjective? I guess there's a how thrill. How would you describe? It, yeah, buzz? like it just feels like I'm constantly on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> oh my God. In but a good like, way. In a good way, yes. That sounds scary. You know, when I say it out loud, that's how I feel when I'm acting. (laughs) Like an adrenaline rush. Yeah, I guess it is adrenaline. Let's say that. (laughs) Adrenaline. Okay, okay. Like thinking back to our, I guess, topic of conversation of like being in the present, when you are acting in the moment, you do feel... You recognize that sense of of adrenaline and the buzz that you're feeling, and it yeah. like allows you to to continue doing that because acting on stage, I think, is scary for anybody, even the actors. Yeah. I feel it gives you a little gas. I think mm. you get gas on little stage bit of gas. too. It's like <laughs> 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 I think it's part of like the the system, you know, mm. like the 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 parts of a car. I think that adrenaline or whatever that but and whatever buzzy feeling that I have is part of like the engine that helps me run as an actor. You know what? Like applying that same kind of thinking, 
I feel like I perform on stage much better than I practice. And I think part of that is is the buzz, is the adrenaline. Like I feel like I hit the notes better almost, or I like have more energy in my performance. And I think part of that is because there's no other option. Like you literally have to hit it. (laughs) (laughs) But do you find a sense of relaxation in that adrenaline where like that adrenaline like moves you to be like, you know, this I'm gesturing. You guys can't see me. You all can't see me. Crystal's like doing a little shimmy, a little shimmy. (laughs) But do you find real like a sense of like uh, calm or peace simultaneously with that buzziness? Mm. I don't know if I find, I guess it depends on the song maybe. I guess I'll say yes, because I think the sense of nervousness that I feel going on stage like I definitely have pulled that into a more energetic performance when the song calls for like energy. Mhm. But also when there's a song that it's more where it's like more of a ballad or it's slow and maybe more emotional, I find that I slip into those moments more easily and perhaps with more peace when I'm on stage, probably pulling from the same like energy source. But it's mm-hmm. not like energetic, if that right. makes sense. It's, I guess, a different type of feeling. It's just crazy how our mind and body just connect. Yeah, and we were talking it like about responds that. like automatically. Yeah, it's just our body responds to the emotions and like the feelings and stuff. It's quite wild how, as humans and as beings, that just happens. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of magical. Like I'm thinking about um, a song that I performed for the first time last Thursday. It was um, Good Days. Have you heard of that one? Mm -mm. Good Days on My Mind. Does does that sound familiar? I don't know. You're so hip and with it. But there's like a (laughs) there's um there's like a point in the song where like it. I sing like some high notes for me. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Probably not. They're probably regular notes for like the other people, but like I feel like they're high for me to hit. So, but like when I'm singing the song live in front of an audience on a stage, I find that I soar into those notes much easier than I am when I practice it just by myself. Wow. Wow. It's weird. That's. That's so interesting. It's weird. And I think it's because like my body is responding to something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had one gig and um, we we did like the slow version of Sunshine. like, mm-hmm. And we did like a jazzy kind of, oh, it was for the Jasmopolitan at the Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt and I like had this arrangement. It was like jazzy and cool. And I was like, all right, we're really sultry for sunshine today. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment where like, I just felt so powerful. <laughs> like, mm. so like, oh my gosh, I'm on this super dope stage singing on this really awesome night with all these great people. And something just came over me in like that excitement where I was doing all these riffs that I did not practice. 
but okay. we're but we're coming out pretty dope. And I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> but it was I think that was the best like the most agile I was I have ever 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 been as far as ripping and also like going to these really cool notes and I was like oh okay you did that but there was like I don't know it was like this excitement that was in my body and somehow it just that's some divine shit dude yeah (laughs) yes pull that shit from like the universe and it came out yeah it's quite interesting how that happened. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what was the? It was for a jazz festival. Yeah, it was a jazzmopolitan. Dude, jazz music. Jazz is hard. <laughs> jazz is hard. I wish I stuck around in jazz class when I was in college. I wish I took a jazz class. <gasps> like I, because I just imagine. Like, I guess standard pop music, it's not super duper jazzy in terms of, like, the scales and stuff. hmm Like, the note choices. But, like, with jazz, it's like, you're almost singing the wrong note, it sounds, but it's not. It sounds yeah. good. My first semester of college, I went, or I, I took a jazz ensemble class. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 not jazz ensemble. They invited me to be on in jazz ensemble, but like a dork, I just said, I just want to dance. <laughs> I should have done it. Anyway, um, I was in this jazz class. It was like intro to jazz and we had to learn how to scat and everything. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. And like our Wait, final- Wait, so you know how to scat? Huh? You know how to scat? I mean, shwiddle it up, No. <laughs> um not really like i (laughs) it's only semester and um i barely know i have some knowledge of it but i it's not in my body totally but one of our assignments our final assignment actually was to choose two minutes of a solo like a instrument solo of any kind Mm -hmm. um in any jazz song and to replicate it through scatting. Oh. So, like, I think I... What did I do? That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was like, I had to listen to the solo go... I don't know. Is that I, really how it went? No, that's not really how it went. <laughs> but, like, I had to, like, figure out what notes and, like, what kind of mimic the instrument, you know? Do you have to audition to be in that class? No, it's just like an intro. And then she'd also make us like improvise. So we'd have to talk about our day. Like um, the accompanist would like be playing like a like these turnaround chords. And then we just have yeah. to be like, I had a bad day today. <laughs> it was so fun. I wish I continued with that. So you didn't have to be a musician or a singer to be in that class? No. We're, they're untalented people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> like they just let anybody in here? Just let anybody in here and scat? Hmm. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Well, let's let's get back to our topic again of like just being in the moment. This was a very beautiful moment that I shared with you, Crystal. Yeah. Um, what are some things that you've done recently or things that you might recommend for people to just practice being? Um, if a negative thought comes up, don't judge yourself. Hmm. Just love on yourself. Love on the thought. Be like, okay, it's there. What's up? Like, talk to it. Hmm. <laughs> what do hmm. you need? What is it that you need? Why are you feeling this way? Take a moment. That's a good, that's a good idea. Like, just asking, like, that idea, like, what do you want and what do you need? Yeah, there's no need to get mad at yourself. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, um, just notice it. And I think therapy, again, (laughs) has really helped me with that. It's like, notice what you're feeling. Like, if you have, like, if you're annoyed about something, why are you annoyed about it? And that's okay. It's okay to be annoyed. It's a natural feeling. It's part of our human experience. So what's up? Just give it a pillow if it needs a pillow. Mm. Give it. Give it some yogurt if it needs some probiotics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would also say conversations like this are incredibly helpful for the community, especially in normalizing just conversations about what is happening in the moment as opposed to like, what's your next thing? Folks worry so much about like things that they haven't done or need to do, but it's like, let's just have a conversation about, you know, how we are doing, how we are feeling, how we are being. Yeah. I feel very peaceful right now. Yeah. I feel peaceful, but I feel scared. Um, That can both live in my body. I feel peaceful and I feel scared. So what's, what's one thing that scares you right now? The state of this country. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, we are about to go down in flames. The state of this, but I will say for um, for the uh, midterms, I'm very happy that Kenneth Mejia won controller. Congratulations! Mm-hmm. He um, is Filipino. He's an accountant, and he has um, been exposing all of the crap that's been going on in mm-hmm. our local government. Um, Money wise, so I'm glad that we're a step closer to, I don't know, fixing some of the crap <laughs> that is happening in our town. Yeah. You can't fix it unless you name it. And yeah. boy, has he been naming it over mm-hmm. and over again. And, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for someone who, that courageous in our community. What are you doing to. Um, what are you doing to handle the stress of, of the current state of the country in this moment? Knowing when I have to just take a moment. And I think for me in the past, I haven't given myself time to process things that are happening. And also I haven't been able to separate myself from somehow I just get like too enmeshed into the, the problems, which 
okay, I'm empathizing to all of this and I can feel it in my skin, but I have to be able to just let it, let it be very, very close to me, but not enough where it takes over my entire body Mm. and brain because I can't fight if I feel defeated, you know? Mm. Yeah. So I have to take my moments to like regas or go back to my well. So right now I'm about to watch the hearings <laughs> mm. after we talk. Um and I'll see how I feel. I'll see how I feel and what I want to do. Oh, you know, yesterday, good example. Um after listening to AOC talk on um Instagram live me and Mike had a conversation about it and we talked about how we were feeling about it all. And we kind of just sat there and then I was like, okay, I need to play some Mario Kart for a second. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I played some Mario Kart and I was just able to just be in my moment of Mario Karting. Um, And then I went to sleep and I'm back today and I have a little bit more energy to listen to the hearing. Hmm. And then I'll see where we go from there. But yeah, I know that I got to stay in the know and sometimes it's hard and I need to be able to just balance my energy so I can fight when I need to fight. Yeah. I feel moments like this, perhaps at, at the scale of my current job or like my organization, it's uh. I, I am constantly experiencing put out the fire mode or like I'm constantly in a situation where I'm presented with problems to fix and that takes a toll on like me mm-hmm. um, because I definitely feel like maybe my toxic trait is like coming to coming with solutions for every single problem, regardless of whether or not those problems belong to me. But like I do, I think it is part of my job where I have to problem solve a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And like I in turn, I have had a habit of like internalizing other people's problems, like taking on their urgencies as my own. But like I have recently been trying to um, not do that because somebody else's urgency is not my urgency. And also what they believe to be urgent is probably not as urgent as other things. Yeah. So I find that um, when I'm doing poorly is when I don't fill up my own cup. Like there are days where I don't get exercise. Like I don't stand up from my chair for like freaking eight or nine hours and I feel horrible. I'm like, it's it's because those are the days where I'm giving too much of myself to other people's problems. Mm-hmm. Um. We need to prioritize ourselves. Survive another day to to continue solving the problems that exist in the world. Yeah. And you know what's interesting also, uh, one more thing to latch on to this. I didn't know how to describe what I was feeling when I started getting involved in the community. And when uh-huh. I was like learning about all this stuff, um, like all the injustices of the world and covering all these, you know, all these mm. systems that have been hiding um, in sheep's clothing. Um, and, Systemic and feeling, racism, you mean? <laughs> or like, yes. 
<laughs> and imperialism and feudalism oh, yeah, and yeah. all all the things and it was overwhelming and there's um there's many reasons why I had to like step away but I think one of them was like I didn't understand that I had depression and anxiety at that time ah oh. and it really hit me hard and I didn't know what it meant it for me it felt like I'm not strong enough to stomach all of this like these you know organizers have such um strength to push forward and like to keep fighting but there is this guilt in me that also felt like how do i carry this because this is like i feel it in my chest my chest feels heavy and i i understand that everyone's chest can feel heavy when they learn about injustice Mm -hmm. But there was, like, a very particular, like, heaviness that was debilitating for me as well that I, one, didn't go to therapy for, so I didn't know what it was. And, yeah, I just, I wish I had known so I could have also communicated that to people. Mm -hmm. um, but now that I know that I um, have bouts of depression and anxiety, and when I feel it rising up, when I'm doing, when I'm learning about the community and the injustices and all the things that I want to do um, involving the community, I know when my anxiety or depression is coming up and I know when I need to like take a second now and say, hey, this is that. Take a second. <laughs> yeah. Naming it. Yeah. Is helpful. It. Yeah. Well, as we come to a close in this episode... <laughs> Let's end with some positive affirmations, shall we? Yeah. What would you like to leave our audience with today? Mm. B. B. I like that. I would like to say, you're allowed to chill. Don't let somebody else tell you that you can't chill. Yeah. You're allowed to chill. You can chill. Chill. Give yourself that permission. Hell yeah. All right. Well, it was lovely talking to you, Crystal. Yeah, and thanks for thanks for everyone. Thanks to everyone for just being with us today. Yeah. Let's take this moment to just breathe in and then out. You're going to fucking crush this day, everyone. Heck yeah. You're going to crush it. Thanks for listening. MeSearch is produced and hosted by Dustin Domingo and Crystal Tugatti. Editing by Dustin Domingo. If you enjoy MeSearch, make sure to share, subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Also, make sure to check us out at MeSearchPodcast.com and follow us at MeSearchPodcast. We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is MeSearch, folks. Woo!